Welcome to episode 14, Clean Your Pool with Chlorine, of Story Mode, a video game podcast brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host with the least, Jesse Munro, <laughs> and I'm joined by <laughs> Keelan Simpson. Hello, Jesse. And Simon Evans. Oh, hello, mate. Guy, that was my shittest rhyme. That was the worst. <laughs> no, Nothing I disagree. Ri- yeah, no, I disagree. I think that's that was all right. <laughs> uh, I was Thank you for the reminder to clean my pool as well. I should. Guys, we're, on the, we're, we're making that big podcast money now. We all have like private pools and stuff now. <laughs> have you guys been getting the money as well? Oh, Do I need what? to forward you checks? Yeah. Oh no, there's no money. No, it's, no, oh. there's no money. Just shh, cancel that. Delete <laughs> that. Edit that. How are we doing? Good. Good. Yeah, not 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 too bad. I'm waiting for a for a once in a decade storm in WA, which would be fun. Yeah, that's fucked, man. So this might be my last will and testimony. Hey, it could blow you closer to Victoria. I mean, mm. yeah, possibly. It's not bad. Yeah, so if you listen to this and you you think we're very high energy and you know really smashing through this one, it's we're a little bit concerned that Simon's internet will get blown away and I might die. But hey. And he may die. Ooh. You know. Um, hey, if if um, if that does happen, we'll just do a second take. A take two, if you will. A take two interactive have announced that they'll be releasing 93 games over the next five years. Oh. Fucking hell. That segue. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be more angry <laughs> about it than I am. It was okay, though. Yeah. yeah um, was- so take two interactive are the parent company of... Rockstar and 2K and stuff like that and they came out in a uh, release to their stakeholders saying over the next five years we'll be getting 93 games That's a lot of games mm. they're saying that the current financial year which ends March 2021 will be a bit light on um, but as of like 2022 that financial year it will be quote the strongest pipeline in its history according to the publisher now 92 games is a lot, as I keep yeah. saying. Um, it's been broken down a little bit by industry analyst Daniel Ahmed over on Twitter. He said there'll be 63 core experiences, 17 mid-core experiences. Mid-core is my favorite style of music. <laughs> 13 are casual slash arcade. 47 existing franchises. 46 new IP, which Ooh. is really... That, wow. That's the part that's going to be exciting. That's, yeah, that's exciting. 21 are mobile. 67 mm. are paid games, 26 are free to play. Yeah. I think we can safely assume that GTA 6 will be part of this. Yeah, I was thinking In about Five years is a long actually. time. Yeah. Um, it has been confirmed that GTA 6 is in early development. Who knows what that means, but mm. early development. Um, other games we may see from, I mean, sticking with Rockstar, Bully 2. I think you guys are keen for that. Please. I never, I never played, played Bully. Never played it. Never played Bully, but I've heard nothing but good things. It is, I think, the best GTA game that's ever been made. By GTA style game. Ever. Mm. Really? It, absolutely. You're not I, the only person I've heard say that, actually. So I know. And, and that's the thing. Like, if it was just me saying that, then I'd be like, mm, whatever. Like, I'm slightly biased. But no, generally speaking, it is very widely regarded as, if not the best, one of the best GTA mm. experiences ever. Hopefully down the track we have some sort of means for me to communicate my thoughts on older games when I play them for the first time. But, you know, we'll have to see what happens there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've also got Max Payne. Maybe Max Payne would be cool. Um, Private Division falls under Take-Two. They're the ones who, who made 
Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds was a huge game last year. I didn't quite click with it the way I thought I would. I was really, really impressed with the relationships you build in the game. And Pavati is just... I love her so much. But the gameplay was... Yeah, yeah I, I bounced off it too. It just... The world wasn't... I don't know. It didn't feel alive I mean, or they organic. Made, it, it was obviously very Fallout. But in being very Fallout, it had a lot of Fallout flaws, which is the combat sucked. And a lot of it was combat-based. And a lot of it was just going traveling back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Although I still have to say that I think arguably my favorite thing about the game was prior to its release when it was being announced... Um, and Obsidian was saying, from the people that brought you Fallout 1 and 2 mm. and New Vegas, as if to say, <laughs> the people who brought you the good Fallout games. Yes. What do you mean? They didn't mention Fallout 3. Fallout 3 is better than New Vegas. It's recorded. It's been recorded. Therefore, it's fact. Mm. Jesse, you're can pretty agree out to disagree. hit on yourself. Yeah. There right. is a large corner of the internet that will come for you in your sleep. Well, whatever. Bring it. <laughs> bring it on. Nerds. No, don't hurt me, please. I'm so weak. I'm so weak. This is our a, listener base, Jesse. Don't scare them I have, away. I have such a soft quarantine body. <laughs> um, also from Private Division, we've got Kerbal Space Program 2 and Disintegration. Yes. They're already in the world. Like, they're coming out. I think Disintegration comes in the next, like, two months or so. Um, so I imagine they make up part of these 90-odd games as well. Um, I'm curious. I'm really excited. Sorry, go on, Kels. I'm, I'm so curious. Is a new WWE 2K wrestling game part of that list? They cancelled the one from this year. So mm. I'm, uh, I mean, I'm very interested. You could also say that they cancelled the one from last year. <laughs> they should have. Yes. They should have. Fuck, that was rough. Uh, um, um, how, yeah, how many of these are sports games? Are those considered core titles or like. Yeah, I would, I would say that. I think like NBA, WWE. Their makeup, like you know, we get the one a year from each one. Mm. So over five years, I would say, what are the how many core sports games do they have? Say four, five, maybe. I'm not certain. I have no idea. I'd say about four a year. Um, so I can go close to you know twenty to twenty five. Those games will be sport games. Um, and I mean they are mainly come two K. The two K games I'm excited to see. Obviously, you know we'll get a new Borderlands. Mm. Oh wow! What a surprise! We're going to get a new Bioshock. Like Bioshock is coming. We, uh, that's so what everyone's cool with that. Like we know. Also, the new Bioshock. Just a quick question: Where do you guys want it set? We've had the sea, we've had the sky, Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Imagine the part of the Grand Canyon had a roof on it, and it had like a bunch of like tunnels and stuff. And at one point, you go above ground and you see the rest of the world, and then you have to go back under. Oh, and it'll be so cool. I think that would be mole cool people, in a desert or something people. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah that would be cool. 2K, give me a call. Fans of the show. 2K. Friends <laughs> of the show. Um, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people didn't like this game. I have a real soft spot for it. Evolve. I think Evolve was a good yet flawed game. It's the most fun I've had with an asymmetrical shooter or asymmetrical multiplayer game. And, you know... They, they shot themselves with the foot with the whole microtransaction bullshit and mm-hmm. the way it was launched. Come out with a version that has a single player story. Because the story in that game could be pretty cool. And just tweak your multiplayer. I'll play Evolve too. But the one I would be most excited for is The Darkness. Um, I mentioned this earlier and we all got kind of excited. I know Keelan's very oh, excited. Oh, yes. The Darkness was, it was like a mafia shooter with a supernatural twist. So you you part of the mob and you go around, you know, 
killing people, as as you do. Sad. But you were possessed by some sort of ancient spirit, and you had these arms, like yeah. heads that kind of came out of your shoulders, and they could rip people apart. Like oh, serpents. Man. You have all these different powers. You can, like, send the serpents off to do, like, your your bidding, and you can use them as, like, stealth tools and stuff like that. It's it was I'm shocked that game doesn't have like there isn't more demand for a sequel because that was a that was a power trip of a game it was and it was developed by such a great developer uh starbreeze the first one um i think the second one might have been as well not certain though i Um, think the second one was uh by the same guys who did um chronicles of riddick escape from butcher's bay Ah. Uh, yeah i really really enjoyed uh the darkness because it had like a an emotional core to it as well it wasn't just like demons and guns and mafia (laughs) you know it was it was cool um, now we may also get a new civ- uh, civilization game. Um, if only there was a way to get that for free, Keelan. Do you know anything about that? Everybody, Civ Six is free on the Epic Store. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Go and get it. Go and get <laughs> it. It's free. It costs you nothing. You're just signing free, your life. Free things over. typically cost nothing. <laughs> You're signing your life over to Epic Games, but who cares about that? I'm that fine matter. with that. I am fine with that. It's free. Um, In fact. There's not just been Civ Six recently. Um, last week, it was Grand Theft Auto Five. That crashed yeah. their servers. Yeah, everyone yeah. wanted that fucking. I the timing of that was beautiful because I've been wanting GTA on PC for a while. It's always been like what, like fifty bucks or so. I'm like, ah, yeah. Mm. Eh, I mean, I don't want to spend fifty bucks on anything. Yep. I'll <laughs> I'll I'll get it for free, and I've been playing the shit out of it. Epic yep. have been on a tear lately with some of their games. Mm. Now, granted, you know, GTA Five is how old now five years old or so something like yeah, that. The, that the pc release at least yeah, but yeah the fact yeah. of the matter is it's consistently in the top selling charts on steam yep. it's doing massive numbers for for rockstar um and it is incredibly popular the online component on that note though actually with gta 5 it is the most profitable piece of media ever, ever. in human, human ever. history so yeah, um, no wonder it's uh, super popular because it's yeah, it makes them so mm-hmm. much fucking money. So much. I don't think I don't think Rockstar even blinked at the thought of giving it away. Yeah, it's fine. We'll give it away for free. We because can just get all that money. Everyone's going to play it online, mm-hmm. and when you play online, you buy the shark cards, and yeah. they make they make more money. I mean, yeah. it's, it's great for them. They're yeah. going to be selling shark cards to whales. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, if I, if I can make shitty segues, you can make shitty jokes. I'll allow it. <laughs> um, no, I, th- I think that's literally why they called them shark cards as well, was they were being yeah. very intentional with their direction there. Yeah, yep. This isn't... These aren't the only good games they've released. I mean, these are probably the biggest games they've released on for free on Epic. Um, but in the last few months, I've got Just Cause 4, I've got World War Z, um, I believe Gone Home. Yeah, Gone Home was for free. Was yep. free on Epic Store. Gone Home is oh, you have to play Gone Home. Gone Home is beautiful. Um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Kingdom Come Deliverance, Farming oh, Simulator Nineteen. Mm, that's a big one. That's a big one. They're do- oh, super hot. They've done really well. Can they maintain this? Oh, I think they're gonna have to. Mm, I agree. I'm so curious about what their plan is here. So what they did is they coincided uh, like their massive sale, their May sale, with the release of GTA V. So all these people are signing up to Epic Games, creating an account, downloading the launcher, and downloading GTA V. 
and then they see this massive sale sign there and they've just automatically given everybody a $15 off voucher as well. It's it's devious. Keelan, you yeah. fell into my trap just then as well. The um the first game you see on the uh, Epic Sales Store is Control. Sorry, I had to mention it once. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, no, we let him we let him mention my control. legal requirement. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they're doing a, they're doing a lot to make this really accessible to people. They're even doing things like allowing for um, self initiated refunds. I'll give you an example. I accidentally bought Alan Wake on the Epic Game Store before I realized I actually have a copy of it somewhere. So I'm not going to, you know, buy another one. Um, and I went and I clicked the single button and it just refunded me instantly. Huh. Well, cool. so easy. Um, Absolutely painless. So, I mean, this kind of brings me to a topic and I'm relate to the whole PC game, but I know when Epic Game Store released, there was so much vitriol from the Steam community. Yes. Why? Yeah. I don't understand this. Coming in it's, fresh and looking at both of these things really for the first time, Epic Store runs better. It seems to be a cleaner UI. I, I prefer it. I know that Steam has a, a bigger library, but I think in having a bigger library, there's a lot of just like trash in there. There is. Mm. Um, Epic seems a little bit more curated. I'm a fan. Got to stop whacking my arm. Um, <laughs> I've done that twice now. It hurts. <laughs> um, pro tip, don't punch your desks, ladies and gentlemen. You're so angry. Why do you love Steam so much? <laughs> no. Um, so as someone who was moderately involved in all of the back and forth, uh, just as a bystander watching, um, it was it was one of those things where um, lots of people were getting frustrated because when Epic Store sort of first started making tracks, they were like, cool, we're going to buy up all of these exclusives for a certain amount of time. So we're going to have limited time exclusives and we're going to strong arm so many developers into doing this. And as an indie developer, completely makes sense. You get like you get a much better cut. Um, you know, you get given a certain amount of money anyway and it it works out really really nicely for indie devs. But people started getting angry when it came to things like Borderlands 3. Why why was Borderlands 3 a paid exclusive like a timed exclusive on the Epic Store? Control they didn't need the well. money. Yeah, but they, they didn't need the money. They've got fuckloads of money. They could just release it on both. And that was the same thing with um, Metro as well. And lots of people just really unhappy about that in general. And that's part of the issue. Hmm. Understood. But are they still doing it? Not so much anymore. If they I think have, it was mainly for the heard. launch. It was a, it got, I mean, it got attention. Yeah. Hmm. And I the thing is... It seemed like, over the top. Yeah, and that, that was the thing. People were like, no, I want the availability of choice. And that's what annoyed people. Additionally, you know, people have been using Steam for decades now and have curated huge libraries. I've got a, you know, not a great library by any measure, but a pretty decent one. I don't play most of the games, but I like to have everything there together. Right. You like me, you like to hoard games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But having it in the one space makes a huge difference. I, I, I know what mm. you mean. I've forgotten that I have games on other like launches and stores, and I just don't just, play them as a result. I feel like just because you have a bunch of stuff with Steam, it doesn't mean that the whole industry can't develop you know, and evolve and have no, competition. It, Competition's healthy. I absolutely. think Steam was getting and very, very um, complacent. That was the, that's a, a huge, huge mm. pro in Epic's favor is that... Steam has become incredibly complacent. Valve have just completely taken the hands off the steering wheel and said, ah, oh, fuck it, we don't care anymore. Um, it's a 
cesspool of asset flips and shitty, shitty games. Oh, yeah. Um, like, there, there's just so much crap in there that a good, genuine indie developer is struggling to find their footing in Steam, whereas it used to be the place to go. And, you know, some games still do find... Like, manage to break break away from the rest of the crap and, you know, sort of get a really good following on Steam. But it's becoming fewer and far between. And that's much, much, much more in Epic's favour. And they've got all the money they need. They're owned by Tencent. They have all the money they need to throw their weight around and, you know, curate a perfect little library. But there are still issues with the store. Oh, yeah. I mean, as a consumer, though, you've got me with GTA. Yeah. Now, just moving on to our last bit of main news. Now, I couldn't find a good segue for this one. Um, I had real trouble trying to find a way to fold this one in. Speaking of folding, Super oh, Mario... <laughs> I was, I was going to say, mm, I feel like it's a paper-thin mm, mm, argument. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, um, uh, uh, Simon, so, a, new, a new Mario game. Yeah, um, so, new, so Paper Mario, the Origami King, was announced like, last week. And we, and we didn't touch upon it at all last week because we had so much more stuff to cover. Um, yes, it was a very busy week. Um, yeah, so it was announced, and this is actually really exciting because um, people generally love Paper Mario. Paper Mario games are notorious for their really funny sense of humour, their excellent writing, and you know, even if the combat is just turn-based RPG-style stuff, it's still really fun and engaging. Um, and this is good. Like This looks really promising. The trailer was really nice, completely came out of nowhere, yeah, no and direct. It looks really promising. So it's Paper Mario and the Origami King, and I'm super excited for it because the past two Mario Paper Mario games have been really average at best. Dicker Star and Color Splash, if I remember correctly. Now, okay, I'm you're the only person I've heard say this, and you're really excited for the new one. I'm actually starting to hear the opposite, where people really liked one and two, and they're looking at the new one and they're not really seeing the RPG elements they loved in the first two, and they. A little bit hesitant about this new one. Well, Paper Mario is actually a five-game strong series at this point. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you had the original Paper Mario on the N64. Then you had the Thousand-Year Duel on the GameCube. Then you had um, Super Paper Mario on the Wii, which was my personal favorite because that's where I really got involved in it. It was super. uh, Yeah, it was. It was absolutely super. Although that's where I think a lot of people are more on the fence about. Um, The first Paper Mario and Thousand-Year Duel universally loved. Uh, Super Paper, Paper Mario generally is a bit more average as far as some people are concerned. And then I think it was c- Color Splash. No, Sticker Start, then Color Splash. And yeah, that's where it sort of started to decline. What did you think of the trailer? I mean, Keelan, have you seen the trailer as well? I have not Adorable. seen the trailer. I'm so sorry. He has a little car. He has a little car and he's Mario driving around. has a car? A little, little tiny little yeah, car made of paper. paper. Fucking adorable. Yes. But the start of this trailer is really, really dark. We have this origami Peach comes in and she's asked Mario a question. And she's like, basically like, dude, don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit about your answer. You're going in the hole. You're going to hell or what? whatever it is. It, yeah. it was intense. <laughs> Um, so I know you'll be joined by you'll have a new um, new buddy on this one. I think I believe her name's Olivia, um, and she is the sister of the Origami King, Oliver. Oliver and Olivia, what original parents they had? Ah, oh, dear. Is there any relation to the Origami Killer from Heavy Rain? 
Thankfully, I don't think so, but that would I make it so. incredibly dark if that was the case. That's I think the, that's what thematically we go for. It, it, would, it would match the tone of the start of the trailer. Oh, <laughs> so, could you? I imagine? mean, fuck, maybe. I like how this is really coinciding with the whole 35th anniversary of the, the franchise. Well, that's probably some of the most exciting stuff about this announcement is that it's sort of a loose confirmation about a whole bunch of other rumours that we touched upon in previous episode um, with the 35th anniversary edition of uh, Mario 64, Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy. Um, Because in the same leaks that announced that, there was a new Paper Mario game that was also leaked. So... Yeah, that's the uh, that's the huge thing for the, a lot of people. The first part of the um, the prophecy has been fulfilled. Yes, yeah, essentially yes. the mm. <laughs> the stage has been set, as it were. Um, so yeah, um, that's yeah. I'm 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 really excited about Origami King in and of itself. I think it looks really cool. It looks epic. Um, like there's a part with these paper planes, like a like a bunch of these paper planes are flying over. One of them crashes into an airship. It looks like it's, um, that scene in Rogue One. <laughs> That's a really good comparison, actually. Yeah, no, it looks it looks dead on like yeah. that scene. Um, but then also, right at the end of the trailer, this is like another thing which has got people chatting about it. Is at the end of the trailer, uh, Mario is wearing a Samus helmet. Oh and shit! I just up on that, pretending that she, that he's that's firing. Cool. Uh, it's really cool. So I'm really excited to see if that's like a, a tie-in thing as well. So, uh, yeah. Now, just before we move into the main topic, I, I've got a joke that I just I just need to somehow say so you know how you guys know we're like double a games you got triple a games did you know um this game's gonna be a a a a it's gonna be an a4 get it because paper everyone get it that's for my office works peeps out there you'll get it I like to think there's like one office one person like listening just, to us who's just, just like ah, ah, ah. he's turned off like that oh sh- that hey shit. Simon uh when when is the game coming out um, that's the thing. There hasn't July been... July 17th. Has it been an announcement date? Yep. July 17th. Oh. It just... They're just like... Like, nobody really knew, confirmed that this was even in development. And it's like, yeah, no, here's, here's a trailer without a direct. Out of nowhere. It just came out in Australia in the fucking, like, 2 a.m. in Australia. Yeah, yeah, it was 2 a.m. I was working Come night shift. Come in two shift. months. Have fun. Happy quarantining. Oh, I was, like, I was in the middle of the night a. shift and got this alert on my phone. I'm like, huh. Um, yeah, well, I only knew that it was coming out in July, but, um, yeah, cool. cool. Yeah. All right, let's roll into the main topic. Now, <laughs> some of the coolest stories in games happen online. Online communities, as, as bad as they can be at times, I don't really play many online games because I'm kind of sick of some aspects of it. There are some amazing stories that have, have occurred, and we're going to go through three stories. We're almost adding the story element to story mode here. Hey. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all sort of uh, linked a bit to current events in, in, in some ways. So, I mean, before we talked about GTA releasing on Epic Store, do you know one of the reasons why it released on Epic Store? To, to coincide with a certain event. Let me paint a picture of GTA 5 online. Real quickly, I logged in for the first time last night, trying to research this story a little bit more. It is a hellhole. GTA 5 is a f- 
fucking hellhole and mm-hmm. nobody will let me do the missions because they keep blowing up my cars. I go into passive mode. They can't shoot me. I'm like, I, I, I've beaten the system. I am free from the tyranny. I'm going to jump onto this cool scooter and go get myself some pants. Jump on the scooter, it blows up. Some dude's chasing me around. His name was like Eminem47. He throws a <laughs> fucking sticky grenade into my car and he blows it up. Could you imagine I, if it was the real Eminem doing that as well? Yeah, uh, actually. What else is he doing? <laughs> um, then I finally get to the clothing store. I go to pick up some pants. Yeah, I want some black skinny leg jeans because I want to look like me. I walk out of the store. I bought leather pants. I look uh, cool, but they're not what I wanted. God damn it. Anyway. Okay, so I imagine you're... You just need to accept the fact that you really want to wear leather pants in real life. It's, it's okay. I have I have the legs, guys. I have these pins, okay? Long <laughs> dancer's legs. Now, imagine you're playing GTA. You're walking down Vespucci Beach in, in, in the first person mode, which is really, really fun. And you see a green alien. And you're like, okay. Yeah, there are some colorful characters around here. And then you see them clock somebody across the head with a baseball bat, jump into a van driveway. Okay, cool. And then you see... A car load of purple aliens chase after them. And they just start brawling the street. No guns being shot. Not a gun being fired. Melee weapons. That is GTA. That has been GTA for the last month. So green aliens about a year ago started harassing other online players. Just running up to them, yelling at vibe check, and smacking them across the head with a baseball bat, or hitting them with a car. That was their traditional means of uh, communication. <laughs> about a month ago... People were sick of it, and somebody, one brave person, donned a purple alien suit and thought, I'm going to be the neighborhood watch. I'm going to be a defender, okay? I'm going to be like Daredevil, but vision with vision. They were meant to defend the public, but, you know, as with any organization that has too much power, that sort of fell apart. It just became an all-out war. The alien war began in GTA V. There are only a few rules to, these, to this war. Uh, melee fights only, preferably baseball bats, and you have to represent your color. You can either be part of the purple gang or the green gang, just using the correct uh, extraterrestrial suit. Now, since this all began, uh, according to TikTok commentator Nico Zetek, why not? The green alien gang has 14.2 million members. The newer purple alien gang has 7.2 million members. Now imagine that, what, 22 almost million players flooding GTA 5 online with their own personal vendetta against each other. It became the biggest event that happened in GTA 5 online. Yep. Do you know what, Jesse? That sounds to me like people are bored with GTA 5 online. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a mixture of a few things. Yes. I found GTA, I played a little bit of GTA 5 online on PS4, and I got sick of it really quickly, mainly because of griefers, but also I'm like, what, okay, cool, I can buy an apartment, I can buy this, but just like, they just keep adding stuff that you can buy, and there's no real growth, it doesn't really feel like growth or progression, because they just keep adding stuff to it that you can get, and it's not really accumulating to anything, it's like, so oh, like cool, real life then. Yeah, <laughs> kind of, it is just a constant rat race until you're in the grave. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, for for a lot of people, including myself, the only way to make money is to basically commit yourself almost full time to GTA Online. Yep, or buy those shark cards, which no, thank you. Mm. No, I'm not paying real money. Now, I mean, this was a perfect storm. The reason why this escalated so quickly is due to a few things. So it's fueled by YouTube and TikTok. I'm old. I don't. 
I, I see TikToks and some of them are pretty funny. I, I don't know what it is, but whatever. Um, that fueled the flames plus the quarantine. People are, mm. are bored. Mm. And like there have been times where I'm just like, I'm so sick of being at home. I'll just jump into GTA and just drive a car around. And you, it, it, it's relaxing. It, it's odd. I imagine a lot of people are doing that. But yeah, that fueled this fire and it spread and it became very, very heated and sort of ruined the game for some people. But, you know, let's not worry about them. Mm-hmm. It got so big that it, you know, it has a dedicated thread on Reddit, the intergalactic thread. Um, breakout factions occurred. So we have the Men in Black and the Republican Space Rangers. N- neither of them have really got much power. But because it was causing the whole community so much distress, they decided to have one final battle. The war. The intergalactic war. The war for everything. I'm here for this. This is occurred on May 15th at Los Santos International Airport. Everyone was going to meet up. And, uh, yep, baseball bats are ready and a few cars. Maybe, maybe you throw in a plane. Maybe a helicopter. Oh, man. This is well, like um, uh, Civil War stuff. It's like Civil Captain War. America. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that may have been the idea of, um, like, to use the, uh, the airport. Also, it has some nice boundaries as well. Yeah. Rockstar got on board. They lined up the epic giveaway with this. And they even gave out a suit for free. You could have your yep. green suit for free or your purple <laughs> suit for free. Just get involved. Now, I can't actually find too much information about the war itself because millions of players were trying to log in. It sounds like almost nobody got in. Just servers just crashed. They could not cope with this. So I haven't been able to find exactly who won. Did anyone win? Is the war even over? Um, it sounds like <laughs> Is still- they're winning in this sort of war. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing stories about little breakout melees every now and then, but it sounds like it has sort of quietened down. I, I logged in last few nights and I haven't been able to find anyone um, donning no these aliens. suits. So no aliens. So maybe maybe it's the end of the war. Now, this can all be traced back to one player, apparently. This is according to IGN. Adam Long. Uh, IGN say, On April 15, Long published a video to Reddit. The clip shows him and a few friends, all dressed in neon green alien bodysuits, pull a handbrake turn on Los Santos Pier and bail out of their van, startling another player. They then beat him to death with baseball bats and drive away. As of writing, the video has over 28,000 upvotes and has inspired an all-encompassing movement. This is the biggest thing to happen in GTA V. This is the biggest thing to happen to one of the biggest games. Yeah. Mm. For, for weeks, I've been seeing these alien videos and stuff on, on social media. I didn't know exactly what they were and then I started looking into it. This is huge. And some of the videos are very funny. Um, seeing the public I, I call them the public just you know your everyday player who isn't part of one of these factions they're trying to team up and just like guys there's like three of you and there's a million of them you can't win this <laughs> so i'm very interested to see where this goes hey maybe it is died out and maybe we're just going to wait for the next sort of costumed war to begin yeah that's what i'm interested in seeing so maybe they've played this out but like what's the next thing that the community is going to come up with to sort of entertain themselves during the this whole quiet period i guess i think it's kind of cool that a game that is known for its griefers in a way and hackers those people all teamed up and they had some form of uh guidance and rules set so they can Mm. do their bullshit and kill each other but it's like you have to do within these boundaries to make it more fun hey it's cool i'm up for that i like it yeah, and also I think it, it levels the playing field a bit as well because basically a new player can get involved if they so wish mm-hmm. after about, I don't know, maybe an hour or two of playing. Or you, you need to you're able to, you're just, just able to jump in. Yeah. Because 
you know, after a certain point, it's like, oh, well, I've got the better gun, so I'm just going to sit here and snipe you from the other side of the fucking map because fuck you, that's why. For literally no reason, you know, because that's what some griefers do. Mm. Of course, if they've got mods, then... I'm not going to lie. Last night, I was pushed to breaking point. Woman was like, you know what? I'm sick of Eminem 42. I'm going to get a sniper rifle. I'm going to follow him around. And I did. I didn't hit him because I kind of suck. But... The idea was there. The anger was real. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's another thing that GTA 5, like GTA Online, is really good at doing. Is frustrating you to the point where you invest yourself into whatever little bullshit thing you've got going on. And yep. it makes you play for longer. And yep. that's what's clever about it. Because it'd be like, oh, you got sniped by so-and-so, and it'd be like one versus zero. It's like, well, I wasn't in a competition with this person. Yeah. But you're making it into a competition now you've put it on my screen you're in a competition with this fucker go it's like, well, it, it, it fuck. worked I'm not gonna lie it worked on me <laughs> I, um, I find yeah. that so curious because um, in my experience I've been playing through GTA 5 right now I'm playing the single player not online oh the single Every, player is so good everything takes long to do yeah everything takes like quite a bit of time to do whether it's just travelling between missions or just like really basic things like I spent like an hour last night at the shooting range just shooting targets <laughs> trying to increase my shooting skill why did i do that i don't know but it like it just kind of hooks you it's not engaging stuff that it's asking you to do so i can kind of understand why players are going like okay cool i'm kind of bored of the things that rockstar is telling me to do let's make our own rules let's well, do I mean, this thing instead like once you beat gta and I, I know i did this a lot with san andreas i probably got like 1500 hours in San Andreas because I used to come home from school and play it but you would start making up your own games mm-hmm. like okay I'm gonna just mm-hmm. like cause a little pile up here and throw a grenade here and see how big an explosion I can make or like yeah. can I hit this jump in a certain way to end up there screw it I'm gonna try that for an hour so you start to make your own it, it's a sandbox game and with everyone trapped at home I guess it is almost like a simulation yeah. now we're trapped at home because of a plague but plagues have gone on in online games, that was a, that was a, I think that was a professional segment. That was, that one. Yeah, that was that was a very very neat little segment. I liked it. Simon, tell us about the World of Warcraft plague. Okay, so I'm actually reading this from an article back in 2011, because um, this happened ages ago, back in 2005 to be exact, September of 2005. World really? of Warcraft had a plague, like an actual outbreak. As in, people were dying in the cities, and new players were just being decimated. Um, Are we talking about a game or like today? <laughs> no, we're talking about we're talking about a game. Unfortunately, um, as as I said to you guys in the pre-show, sometimes life mirrors art. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, the context: what happened is uh, during uh, a raid tier. Um, one of the bosses had a mechanic called corrupted blood and that would pass on to um pass on to to other people in your party and you know pass on to other players and so what happened was uh if someone had a pet out during the corrupted blood phase and then swapped their pet out for another pet um the dismissed pet still had all of the data for the corrupted blood and that didn't go away and then you finish the encounter, you wrap it up, cool, everyone gets rid of their corrupted blood. 
until you end up back in town and you re-summon your pet that you had dismissed previously, who still has the corrupted blood and is a carrier. And then, oh shit, all of a sudden I've got corrupted blood. What the fuck? And oh no, I'm standing next to 16 other people. They've all got corrupted blood. No, corrupted blood, sorry, wasn't like it was a high level area, wasn't it? It was Yes, I don't it the was enemy, an end game. Yeah, I don't know if the yeah. end the, the boss or the area was called Zulgarub. Yep. I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. But like as a high level player, it's you you're okay-ish. You're fine. You can cure it. It's not gonna end it's not gonna ruin your day too much, is it? I guess it depends on your your gear and stuff, but yeah. generally you, you might survive it. Yep. If you have healing spells, you probably will. But it was spreading to low level. Yes, it's because it, to everyone. Everyone. So this is where things get insane. So not only would it spread to low-level characters, and because this was a a dot, a damage over time mechanic, uh, it would kill them instantly, most of the time. It would just kill people, and then they'd respawn, and then they catch it again, and die again, and rinse and repeat. Oh. People weren't paying too much attention and were like, ah, eh, fuck it, I'm going to carry on going to the auction house to make my money and would go to the auction house and transmit the disease to NPCs who didn't show any symptoms. They couldn't take damage. They were asymptomatic carriers. So, person with corrupted blood walks in, sells their shit on the auction house, walks out. Five minutes later, a new player walks into the auction house Gets corrupted blood from the fucking NPC and dies. This is getting too no, real. Yeah, I just want to remind anyone who just started <laughs> listening. I don't know why you would start listening to a podcast this far in, but yeah, sure. This is a video game podcast. This is not the news. <laughs> yeah. An so interesting we- thing that happened in that that as well. When an NPC got the uh, virus, there are some NPCs that patrol around like major areas, like guards. Oh, shit. So, essentially, they would catch it from a player in one area of the um, of the, the capital city. And then they would walk and patrol to the other end of the capital city and spread the virus to every nearby NPC around them. And it Fuck. got to a point where players started to quarantine themselves. They, they said, okay, this area is infected. Do not go there. Or I have this disease. Here is a you know something sim- symbolizing that I have this disease. Do not come near me. However, what people started to do were... Some people just wanted to spread the disease. Some people are dicks. Yep. So they were giving you the disease to low-level players, killing them instantly. So then low-level players started having the same symbols showing, hey, I have the disease, which sort of ruined the system because everyone either everyone had these symbols or nobody did. Um, so that didn't help. Plus you had people, and again, I want to remind you that this isn't the news. This is about video games. You had people who wanted to reopen the economy. Just being like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't need no mask. <laughs> Going out and spreading the disease even more. It's, yeah. It mirrored life that much that um, real life scientists and bio- bioterrorism experts have studied it. Bioterrorism? Human- yeah, yeah, so yep. this is the part I didn't know. I'd heard about the, the scientists looking into this and monitoring it. Um, just to see how people would react in an outbreak because it, it, it apparently mirrors well i mean as we can see now it mirrors life quite well well people I know, started acting like people really exactly like the stakes are a lot lower, lower obviously your character dies you're gonna respawn you're fine 
And that's sort of the limit of where they could study this case. But people were moving in a, a similar pattern as they would in um, a real-life pandemic. Quarantining areas, staying away from each other. You have people who just want to spread it. Cause, like the, the aforementioned dicks that I mentioned before. I saw people who essentially acted as healthcare workers uh, yeah. in there as well. They were healing other players who had yeah. caught the disease. Um, there were some, some high-level healers that would literally set up healing stations and would sit there and try and cure as many people as possible. Goddamn but, heroes. But that also fell apart because they themselves would catch it and wouldn't this be is, able to heal this themselves. Is far too real. I know, right? Like, fuck. The bioterrorism <laughs> experts were tracking how the, again, dicks were spreading it. So they were seeing how if somebody wanted to spread a contagion, how they would go about it to be most, I guess, effective um, and how it could be stopped. Mm. Again, probably, there were probably just some people working in like the bioterrorism department of a government agency and it's like, I just want to play WoW, dude. Yeah. And yeah, you know, cool excuse it. for it. It works for me. How did the, how did the plague end? Um, so Blizzard had to hard reset the servers. That's insane. That yep. is insane. Um, they had to, yeah, full on reset the servers. Did they need to patch out that that blood plague thing? The, the yes, they ended up. They they had to. So they took the servers down, I think, to reset it and also applied the patch. Um, and then Same. pets couldn't be affected by the disease. Yes, so they couldn't uh-huh. leave with them and stuff like that. Um, now it's not the only. That's not the only plague that has plagued World of Warcraft. That was clever. No, another clever play yeah. on words. No. Um, there's been a few more. Simon. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there was the zombie invasion of uh, 2008, um, but that was that was created by Blizzard. Um, mm. So it wasn't it wasn't a natural thing that happened just through the players playing the game. Uh, it was an intended mechanic, um, which it was clever because it had a different like the problem with the the corrupted blood was that it had a hundred percent contamination rate. Um, apart from NPCs, you couldn't be asymptomatic. There wasn't various stages of it. You either had it or you didn't. That was it. Um, the zombie invasion, the zombie plague, um, had a much more natural sort of progression to it. So you could catch it and not be showing any symptoms, and then it would slowly progress. It didn't have a hundred percent contamination rate. Um, but yeah, that was that was a thing that they did as well. Due to the lack um, of severity of that, people weren't acting like it was a plague as yep. I did with the the um, the blood plague so it wasn't studied as much I played during that period so I was there when that zombie plague thing was happening and it basically wasn't a concern for players we just did our regular thing day to day as we ordinarily would it was well, no concern that we would die or, or suffer any consequences for it. it was just kind of a fun side distraction thing there was a disease that broke out uh, a few years ago that could have been as bad the green fire plague um began start of 2017 um it spread a burn debuff that damaged over time killed low level players in a few seconds again spread via pets um Mm. so they had blizzard sent their game masters in to quote disinfect players 
disinfect sounds like they took him out behind a barn and put a bullet in their head. <laughs> it does. Um, and that's how they kept the plague under control because I think they knew, like, Sorry, kid. oh, shit, we know how this can spread. It's, um, it's so funny, Simon, you mentioned uh, life imitating art. And yeah. um, there was another instance that I, I, I was reminded of. Uh, in World of Warcraft, in the Wrath of the Lich King expansion, they had a disease that you would catch from uh, a specific type of uh, of pig in um, Northrend. It was called swine flu. God damn it. And- <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Now, wait, exactly. Was this before swine no, flu? No, this was, this was well before it. And then I think the next year, in 2009, it became like a global concern. Swine flu is crazy. Holy shit. So Fuck. the two stories we've covered so far have been about chaos and villains and disease and just anarchy and we're going to finish this off with a story from keelan about heroes 14 heroes the noble 14 keelan the noble 14 do you guys ever play halo 2 no no i was not an xbox and the podcast guy. fuck it yeah. all right well that's done then it means nothing have an xbox. To well this means something to me i bought an xbox um Many, many years ago, I was rather bought an Xbox by my parents because I was a little kid. And the first game that I got for it was Halo 2. It was in 2004. And um, Halo 2 was groundbreaking because it was the first like console game where you could play online with others over Xbox Live. Um, shooter, rather. Um, it had a seamless matchmaking system. It, was, it, it, was, it worked so good in comparison to everything else that had been out at, to that, that point. So I think it had a lot of like uh, influence in that sort of space. Um, Halo 2 came out in 2004. And eventually, um, Microsoft told the fan base, the people who were playing, I think uh, once the, the original Xbox was uh, decommissioned, was put out of production, they told the fan base, we are going to be turning off the servers to Halo 2. And they gave a date which was uh, April 15th, 2010. So it's a pretty long period of time. Six years, right? Mm, It's huge. It is. It's long. Now, Halo 2 sort of kicked on from there. It was compatible on the Xbox 360. You could play it on there and you could still play um, online. So a lot of people did that. A lot of people played on the original Xboxes. Um, But on that evening of uh, April the 15th, um there were a whole bunch of people who just sort of logged on for one last hurrah for the game you know um you've been playing it through your whole youth you you just want to jump back on and experience one last thing a goodbye party if you will for for the game it's really good like a cool nice little um send-off um but when it hit midnight when the servers were meant to turn off they didn't get kicked off the players who already logged in at that point remained logged in this is really weird because they weren't expecting to do this. They yeah, stayed that, logged in. There was like 10 minutes or so that everyone's like, what's happening? What's Would happening? have been bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so they, they stayed on and people just stuck with it and they just kept playing until they decided, okay, I've actually had enough of this or the internet dropped out or their Xbox died or something like that. People just stuck on. But eventually, slowly, the numbers began to dwindle um, and it ended up with 14 players left on. 
14 players keeping the servers of Halo 2 for the original Xbox alive just by themselves. And slowly, over the course of 25 days, between the 16th of April and the 11th of May, those players dropped off one by one. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's a list of names. I'm not going to go into the names. I don't think it's really necessary. But these people were called the Noble 14. Each one of them uh, is a hero. Absolutely. God damn hero. They Absolute are heroes. Champions. And Microsoft even um, acknowledged that. They released a, a statement. I'll just read it out quickly. I, 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 it I love so the cool. statement. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. It's so cool. It says, A small band of a committed few engaged in a battle against insurmountable odds. It's not Noble Team from Halo Reach. It's the final passionate few who are still playing Halo 2. We wish them the best in their battle against time. Oh, chills. This yeah. battle yeah. that they're fighting against absolutely insurmountable odds. There's no way they can win. I love how in one hand they're like, oh, the community, like, everyone was backing these 14 players. Like, I think yeah. major news was starting to report, not, not like major, major news, but news outlets were starting to report in it. And everyone was backing them. So I think Xbox were like, yeah, no, these guys are great. Log the fuck off. We are turning this off. They are great. They are all heroes. Get the fuck off the game. Buy the new console. <laughs> now, like, but these players weren't just being like, oh, I'm sick of the game. I'm jumping off. Their consoles were burning out. There were, there yes. were reports of multiple Xboxes that just blew up. Um, mm-hmm. Or internet, internet cutoffs, unfortunately. Yeah. So... Mm. So, Keyless, can you explain the uh, the significance between the like behind the noble of the noble fourteen? Yeah, absolutely. So, Halo Reach is sort of the prequel story to the first Halo. It's about oh. the 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 invasion of the Covenant. Ah, okay. Um, and it's about a a group of Spartans who were put into essentially a suicide mission, a mission they knew had no favorable outcome. They would go into it and and they would die. Um, and that Halo Ritual chronicles that journey, and it, there's like a lot of parallels I, between I love, I love this it. and so that. Much. It's it's kind of great. Like it just fits with the lore of the game as well. It's just the, the tone is just right. It was the right thing for them to do, and it was the right thing for Microsoft to allow it to keep happening. Yeah, mm. I, I agree. Yeah, this is I'd never heard of this before. You said you want to cover it. I think this yeah, is one no, of the most either. beautiful stories I've ever heard in games. I, I love. I love a community coming together like this and just doing something that's so symbolic of of good times. I mean, Halo, the reason I didn't play Halo, I never had an Xbox. I was a Sony kid and I still am. I had a bunch of friends who had Xbox and we, you know, the whole like Xbox versus Sony thing, blah, blah, blah. I was also always jealous of um, Halo. I wanted to play it, but I was like, I can't. I have to, I have to stay strong. <laughs> um, so I missed out on all this, but reading up on stories and just hearing people speak about Halo 2, there are such fond memories of like coming home from school and jumping on to, you know, 11 at night, talking shit with your friends and then going back to school the next day and talking more shit about like who won, who <laughs> lost. And um, I-, I love this so much. And I think the part I really like is the final player, Apache Enforcer played solo for 15 hours. That was one yeah. hour for each of his fallen comrades and then one hour for the community as a whole, and then you're logged off. The, the last person to ever log off Xbox Live. I, I just, I love it. it get, An absolute legend. These stories yeah. just get to me. I love, I'm a big fan of it. It's cool. Well, and I think you nailed it, Jesse. Sorry, sorry, Simon. Jesse, you no, no, absolutely okay. nailed it. Um, that was the vibe of Halo. It was just, there were so many good memories tied up in that. 
and the fact that they managed to sort of like capture that all in this singular event at the end of the game's life it, it speaks volumes it's amazing um yeah i was just gonna say because not only was this the end of halo 2 but it was also the end of xbox live at the 1. whole point yeah. oh yep 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 so the original xbox live servers just gone just yep. out 1.58 on May 11th. 1.58 a.m. They logged out. What a hero. Oh, and they, didn't they yeah. get like early early access to Halo Reach or something like that? I think, yeah, they were all gifted codes. Um, but in order to log on to that, it would have would have signed you out of um, Halo 2. <laughs> I like how, yeah, I mean, yeah, they were really baited to be like, oh, yeah, come on, jump off, guys, come on. We really mm. need to turn this thing off. Um mm. Yeah. Press yeah. F to pay respects. Yeah, 100%. That is a very good line, I think, to end this one on. Um, so our, our hearts go out to the Noble 14. I'm sure they're all still playing Halo somewhere in heaven. They're not dead. In, mm. in the Master Chief collection. In the Master Chief collection. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you want to hear more of our stories and such and tales and news, um, we're on Spotify and iTunes. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe, leave us a review, all that stuff. We just want to thank everyone. Like, we've had a massive jump recently. We hit a thousand downloads, guys. Yay. Thank you. Um, which means, means absolutely means the world to us. So if you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your lovers, tell your exes. I don't fucking know. Tell your, tell everyone. <laughs> tell your family. Um, tell them also to jump on to all good podcast, podcast services to also check out Fan Critical Podcast. Um, They've got a massive back catalogue of um, movie reviews and TV show reviews to check out. You can contact us at Story Mode. Sorry, contact us via email at Story Mode Video Game Podcast at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can give us a follow at Story Mode Pod. Uh, also, check us out on Patreon, Fan Critical. Chuck a few bucks our way and you will get access to a bunch of shows and the Discord server run by Simon Evans. Hey. Have a bit of a chat. Maybe, hey, maybe one day Discord will shut down and we could be the Noble <laughs> Three that keep it going forever and ever until my computer blows up. Yeah. But until then, thank you for listening. Keelan, thanks for listening. Thanks thank for you. joining. Thanks for doing. <laughs> thanks for being. <laughs> I fixed that trip up really good, well. Good save. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'll give you that. Stay safe in this fucking hellstorm you're about to go through. This bullet yeah. storm, if you will. I hope there's no bullets. Hey. Oh. oh, man, I'm going to play bullets on after this. Um, <laughs> stay, stay safe, everyone WA. Everyone at home, stay safe. Don't go into public transport and lick, like, seats and stuff like that. I mean, you shouldn't be doing it anyway. Wear a mask, stay indoors, don't get sick, all that stuff. Chill out. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Bye. Bye. You know the word them doesn't have a J in it? Crazy.